Blog Talk Radio. Good evening to Dennis, to Leon, to 
Hyacinth and to Marjorie and anybody else who are on at this time. I'm looking forward to a great show. Indeed, indeed. Okay, indeed, yes. And last by no means least is Dennis the Heat out of California. The Heat. Yes, good evening. Well, it's afternoon for me. Good afternoon to all, everyone, all the panelists and listeners. Welcome to all, wherever you are in the world. This is the cricket show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the cricket show. You can call us at one. 515 605 to join in and help let us know what's on your mind when it comes to cricket. Or you can send us an email, the cricket show at comcast.net. And don't forget, set your reminder to join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern time zone. Back to you, Leon. Thank you so much, and like we always do before we start our proceedings here, we ask God's presence into the home, into our home, in our minds, in our hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity you have afforded us to present yet another show. We thank you for this wonderful weather that we are experiencing in my neck of the woods. We hope you will afford the others that aren't getting this kind of weather, similar conditions in their neck of the woods. We ask your blessings and thanks for all you have done for the ones who have been listening to us for years and those who are sick, namely Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter Lisa. Merchis Nisbet and her dear mother Bobsy, we just pray for her Lord. Connie Whitley, Ellie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, brothers who were also broadcasters and commentators. El Camino Willett, Wentworth Francis, Gorbert Francis, and Telbert Francis, as well as Duane Francis, my brothers and sisters. Dennis Kelman, Joseph Gunfrup, Mona Daniel, Fillmore Albright, Earl Stevens, Jeanette Hughes, Dr. Roger Brown, Linnet, or Linford McKenzie, Dawn Simon, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns, Lord, we pray for them. We pray that you will just heal them, Lord. They have work left for them to do for you. We thank you for all you've done for them and all the others who have helped us with their finances and their moral support. Lord, let this show this evening be one to be remembered and let it go on without any, any mishaps, Lord. We thank you for what you've done for the past 13 years and trust you allow us to perform as long as you desire. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And Dennis, we have a few items to cover this evening, namely the coach's corner. And he has a, an excellent topic this evening. Then we have the birthday and anniversary, all named after Walter Henry, the father of Ivor. And Audley will be presenting that round about um, 7 o'clock. And we'll be focusing this evening in the corner, the coach's corner, with JT, and he has a great topic lined up for you as well. And this evening's presentation, we'll be focusing on the laws of cricket, will be presented by Sister Hyacinth Christian, mm. Pakistan, 
Um, and others will be talking about uh, awards that were given to Pakistani players and New Zealand players, as well as Sri Lanka and um, players who have been nominated for awards, of Afghanistan and South Africa. And Max will give you details of that. England versus India, what were the results of that match? And the Cricket West Indies women, they are on tour of Australia. And I'm sure most of you might have seen the Haley match last night in a losing cause. West Indies um, budding progress for 2024 World Cup um, bidding, I mean. And of course, we'll hear about the final, where the final will be played. If it is announced yet, the cricket they announced the um, 18 or the eight Super League 50-50 matches. The names of the players and the fixture list has been out, and we'll be talking more about the USA on the 19 league, as well as the on the no sorry on the uh, the, the USA minor, minor league. Minor League Championship Finals, of course, and we'll be talking about the final team that was selected from the CPL. We have some players that are being selected by a judge, a panel of judges, and they have announced the team. We have that team for you. And folks, anything that is happening in the world of sports, and we get it, we'll give it to you, and we want to do some extensive work this evening and telling you what you want to know about the Cricket World Cup, which should be getting off on the way Thursday, think, the 5th, over there in India. So stay tuned. I'm going to turn you right over to Dennis. He has some other addition to my, my notes here, as well as he'll tell you about the coach's corner when he gets in with us. So Dennis, it's over to you. Yes, Leon. Um, news coming out of um, the ICC, which relates that eight players and administrators, eight were charged under the Emirates Cricket Board Anti-Corruption Code. The International Cricket Council on behalf of the Emirates Cricket Board has charged eight players and officials for breaching different counts of the anti-corruption code for participants for the T10 League, the code. The charges relate to the 2021, that's only two years ago, Abu Dhabi T10 Cricket League, an attempt to corrupt matches in that tournament. These attempts were disrupted. The ICC was appointed by the ECB as the designated anti-corruption official in the purpose for the purpose of the ECB and ECB is of course Emirates Cricket Board not to be uh, confused with the England and Wales County Cricket England and Wales Cricket Board for this tournament and as such are issuing these charges on the ECB behalf those charges uh, Kumar Chaudhary co-owner of a team and he has one, two, three charges for obstructing, failing and refusing and failing to disclose and Parag Sangji, co-owner of a team 
placing bets on the results, etc. And Article 4, failing or refusing or compelling justification and refusing to communicate. Ashar Zaidi is a batting coach, and he is being a party to an attempt to fix and directly or indirectly soliciting, inducing, enticing, and failing to disclose to the anti-corruption board the details of the corrupt conduct. There's a Rizwan Javid. He's a domestic player, mm. and he's charged under Article 211 being a party to an attempt to fix Article 213, offering reward to another participant in exchange for a player engaging in corrupt conduct, Article 2.1.4, directly or indirectly soliciting, inducing, enticing. Um, Article 2.4.4, failing to disclose. Article 2.4.6, failing or refusing without compelling justification. Then there is Bailia Saman, a domestic player, Article 211, being a party to an attempt to fix, 213, offering a reward to another, Article 214, directly or indirectly soliciting. Then Sonny Dillon is an assistant coach, being a party to an attempt to fix, contrive or influence, Article 24, failing to disclose to the Anti-Corruption Code full details. Article 246, failing or refusing without compelling justification to uh, cooperate with the Anti-Corruption Code investigation. And there is Nazir Hossein. He's a Bangladesh player. Article 243, failing to disclose to the anti-corruption group, failing to disclose this Article 244, and Article 246, failing or refusing without compelling justification. And the final of the eight players, Shadab Ahmed, team manager, failing or refusing without compelling justification. And six of the charged Krishan Kuma Chaudhry, Parag, Sangivi, Azad Zaidi, Rizwan, David, Salia Saman, and Sonny Dillon have been provisionally suspended and all have 14 days from the 19th of September to respond to the charges. But, you know, Leon, this is so incredible that in 2021-2023, we have players who are players, managers, coaches who are now being charged with anti-corruption charges, failing to report these charges, failing to mm-hmm. cooperate with the uh, investigating bodies to look into these charges. Why do cricketers... Why do managers, why do administrators, coaches, why do they fall for these, you know, bribery? 30 pieces of silver. That's what it is, right? It's it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. 
They, you know, they, so far, 2019 and 2021, and just Thomas out of Antigua too, he was charged, but no penalty have been laid down on him yet, or if if his case is innocent. But you know, it's it's just a racket. Money's in this, in this sport. Big big money is in this sport, and. This is what we hear about. How about those whom we haven't heard about? Yes, yes, I agree there, Liam. You know, it, it is just un- un- unbelievable that we can players. I mean, I understand that spectators may wish to place bets and things on, uh, you know, on professional matches. It's it's allowed in in many sports, and cricket is no, you know, no different. But for the players, the managers, and people who are actively involved with playing the game, they are aware, you know, of the rules and regulations, and they should not ever be involved in these in these type of uh, and this, and this, and and this, this grace that is associated yeah. with it, you know. But we yeah. do have with us, we do have with us the coach. I'm sure you have the coach. He's a very busy man, so he has a hot topic waiting for you, Dennis. So why don't you okay. bring right. him in? All right. Okay. Well, it's time for us to have the Coach's Corner, the Cricket Show USA, the Cricket Hall of Fame USA, and the American Cricket Education Council, ACEC, is pleased to welcome the weekly joint collaborative broadcast of the Coaches' Corner. The objective of the Coaches' Corner is to provide coaching education and expert views, information, and oral and practical assistance while helping to educate those seeking to understand and to become actively involved in the sport of cricket, nationally and internationally. The segment of the Coach's Corner will run from 6.15 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard and will feature Jatin Patel, Cricket Hall of Famer and Multisport Coach Administrator and Director of the Cricket Hall of Fame. Good evening to you, Coach, and welcome to another edition of the Coach's Corner. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. We're going to focus on coaching and training in general. And to kick things off, um, Coach, after a full season of coaching and training a team of cricketers, what are the key factors that you look for in assessing the talent level of the players? Well, the first thing is look at it is to how the players are being uh, prepared in terms of their potential and capability to do the job. That's the one thing on individual performances. Number two is the player's understanding about their roles and responsibility in the team. And the third most important factor in a team building process is to look for the team player. So there's a whole training is all about preparing for the all sort of challenges which you expect in a stage like World Cup. And because of that, you might have seen like here almost every time when the major championship or tournament comes or normally when they go on the series, 
there are two normal things they do. Number one is they call a preparation camp. They call it training camp. Two, build up the team from the available or selected players of the pool. The second thing, even they take off, if they're playing in a different company, country, they usually do the, some warm-up games. And over there, the conditioning training, they call it, to accustomed with the weather and the situation in a foreign land. And those are the things becomes more important, top of that normal training. Normal training is all about preparing the player or team for a championship. But as soon as that part is over and when you are like, as you said, the end of the season, means the training season, the gears changes and they're more focused on the challenge on head. It's all about winning. And that's around the corner is a World Cup. If you look at it, there's so many things is happening in last month or so where the coaches are scrambling, players are performing their best, they are doing whatever it takes. Some of the teams are organizing these uh, pre-World Cup series to just to make sure the teams are doing well, especially teams like India did it, Australia did it, uh, New Zealand did, South Africa did. Unfortunately, we don't have West Indies, so I'm not sure they have to do anything with the World Cup at this point. So just to follow up on that, Coach, is there a difference in the training strategy you take when coaching players involved in ODI, T20, and test match level? Yes, these are the three different stages or three different levels or three different mindset need in each and every player. And so does the coach's uh, uh, style and philosophy or you can say other way, the type of coaching is completely different one format over. For example, like when we say the test player, we are looking at five-day-long capability to stay healthy and perform well for the team. When it is ODI, it's a matter of eight hours, one-day game, 50 hours each side. And when you're going the fast mode, it's a T20. So just like players... Some of the players are only good for the T20. Some of the players are only for test and same thing with the coaches. So unfortunately, I will say that whoever is relying the coach with all three formats, they normally get the setbacks because there are coaches who are uh, master at T20 version and not at the test level. On the opposite side, there are uh, very good uh, ex-players who can be turnaround coaching but that will turn into what they have played. So if I have to say like any player from 2008 and before in any country, those are good at definitely at the tourist and longer version. But now the world has been changing, and lately we can see the T20 is bringing a completely different format of coaching. Um, Leon, any questions from you before I move on? Yes. Yes, I have a question that has been bothering me. Coach, debt bowling is something practically new. Now, how do you go about coaching a player? Or you have a specific um, person that you dedicate for the, for the debt bowling? 
And if so, if he comes into some willow, meaning that he has been beaten badly, do you have a reserve? Or how, how do you go about preparing to bowl in the debt? I love this. This is an excellent question. And this is the key criteria for the ballers. does not matter what type and what level of the game you play. The mm-hmm. basics doesn't change because you're playing different format. You have to understand what is the baller's role. Baller's role is definitely to create a moment of discomfort without letting the batter to score runs. In other words, simplest way, try to get the wicket without giving runs. And if you keep continue doing so, we achieved our goal. Now, difference is the format of the game. T20, you don't have that many uh, opportunities, means number of balls. You are only bowling four overs in entire inning. Means you got 24 choices how you want to deal with the batter and if there is a positive game. If you're switching that to ODI, now you got 60 balls, right? It's a two and a half times more than the, the 20 version. And when you go test, it's unlimited up to five uh, days, which is 450 overs. You can uh, have plenty of opportunity. So the style of balling test is a different over there. Just like the batter wants to settle down, baller has a time to settle down. If you are able to contain them and able to produce some... Uh, uh, beatable deliveries, then you're going to keep continue bowling. And depends on the stamina and the capacity and workload you can carry, you can bowl the longer spell. Normally, the spinners bowl more overs in, uh, uh, than the medium-paced ballers. That's a test version. When you go in ODI, you have to balance off. ODI, the same way, normally, if you look at it, the opening ballers are go for maybe three, four, or at the five overs, unless somebody's taking wicket and they keep continue. And they usually break it down. They want to bring this baller back in a two or three different spells. So in between, the player can have enough rest and come back with a good efficiency. When it comes to the 220, we have seen it. Sometimes baller is there for just one over and they might be changed. Not only that, T20 is a completely different version, and they carry like five ballers and maybe one or two part-time ballers. And sometimes we don't even see the baller to bowl in entire innings. So what happens here is the most important part is in L format, the captain and team is looking for the baller who can take wickets or beat the batter without giving runs. If you can do that, it will lower down the economy rate, and that is what they look for because game is decided by the runs. End of the day, how many runs you're giving them, it becomes very important. In other words, if you give the one run, think about the challenge ahead. The team has to score one run to equal it, and then you have to add one more run. You have to score one more to win it. So, in fact, when you give one run, you have to work for two runs to win it. And because of that, the ballers are preferred, especially in ODI and T20, to see who has a lower economy rate, 
an effective way to beat the batters on consistent basis. And the same strategy comes. But then, as I said, the test has a lot of time where you can settle down because batters are not taking risk, whereas the risk goes high when it comes to the ODI. And when it comes to T20, the risk is really high. In terms of, batter is going to swing a bat at every ball possible. That's how the T20 is. But coming back to the strategy side, yes, you have to make changes based on the format. You have to deliver the goods, which is the delivery, how you bowl in those innings. It's decided by the situation. And normally, I will say nowadays, the good bowlers, even they're expected to go for runs, the team and captain usually look for the good bowlers who can give them confidence, like this is a person who's going to try his best and try to contain the battle and maybe grab some wickets. And those are the players who normally get into the selection criteria. Like India, if I have to name the good one person, is like two actually at this point, Ardik Pandya and Shadul Thakur, right? They can come out at any time and they make change and they usually keep them in the last overs so they can come out and do the work. So it's becoming, uh, in key 20 the game has changed a lot in the last 15 years. And now it doesn't matter first over or last. You need to have the good balling and fielding. Yeah. But just to follow up on that, I, I, there's a tendency to have more fast bowlers or medium fast bowlers and not many spinners. It is do you 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 see that that happening in your view, or is it? Well, you, so both has a both has an equal platform. We call it. You are competing on a open challenge. Nowadays, if we consider this Bumra, or if you take this Malinga. Mm-hmm. What they did, or even today, now we have this couple of Pakistani ballers are really fast. So what right. they're doing, yes, Rauf is there, 150, then you got San Afridi there, right? So what they do is, there is a two things possible now. We can see the game is going at speed. If you consider the t- uh, test match, the ODI is like, one-fifth means five times is the faster game, right? And then when you're going for the 20 overs, so in, compared to 100 overs, now we are finishing game in 40 overs, makes everything going in a speed. What happens here, because of that, batters are going to swing that bat quicker and harder. So to beat that, you must have two things. One is definitely, if somebody can have it, super fast speed. In the sense, before the bats come down, the ball needs to be gone to the stumps. That's one way. And that is where Yorkers are become a really strong and powerful weapon for a lot of fast bowlers nowadays. Number two, if you are not able to do that, then you definitely need to deliver the slower balls. And believe it or not, we have a more uh, success in the slower balls than the quicker balls nowadays, especially in T20 version. Thank you, Coach. 
All right. Thank you, Delia. Uh, Coach, I, I think you, you touched on this format, and I know in our discussion, not just ours, but here on the Cricket Show, we've had discussion about trainers and coaching. My question for you on this is, in today's three-format version of cricket, we see national teams with three separate groups of players in each for each format. As a coach, do you or should you focus on training specialists in each format? Well, usually the one thing does not change is the toughest part of the fitness and mental strength. Now, this one, you need to go to the highest possible level. So normally, in that sense, the good players are well prepared for the test, let's say. But when they come to the ODI and T20, they are able to change the tempo of the game or momentum or their intensity to speed up this game or the way they play to get the runs. They usually put them in a next level, which we call it change of gears. In 2020, you need a high gear. In ODI, we call it medium speed gear. And test, you don't need to be in a gear. Yes. So the coaching is also trend too. Depends on the level they're playing. But if somebody is like, let's say, Virat Kohli, he's well-prepared for the test, but at the same time, he is capable to change the gear for the ODI and T20. The coach's side is a very similar. Focus on the strength and men at the highest possible level. Once you achieve that, the other formats are easy to modify or amend the training sessions in terms of the fitting that uh, uh, format. If the player can play five days, 90 overs each day, and if he is a well-trained for that 450 over, then for this player, 100 overs a day is nothing. Means he will be take easily and definitely can sustain without any being injured or tired. And same thing with the T20, no doubt. The difference between T20 and test is here you need a more speed, more aggressive approach, everything you do on the field. But that is the focus of the training. And because of that, when you say uh, IPL, CPL, or BBL in the Australia, they normally preparation camp goes before the tournament starts. They call it the conditioning camps where the players come together, see each other, but the main focus is preparing that group of players to fit the next immediate need with whatever the version of game they are going to play. All right, Coach. Coach, when the first one-day international was played, the team selections was based on players or multi-day playing career. Those early matches and players were highly successful at that time. Why is specialization important, or is it important in today's cricket format? The reason for that is the workload. The whole thing has been changed in early 1970s when they played this uh, first uh, ODI version because of the rain-out situation, they decided to give something to the fans, and that's England versus Australia was the ODI took place. And that was almost uh, 
we call it 170 plus years because 1887 was the first test played between England and Australia. So it took about 184 years, we call it right, right? And because of that, but I will say 87 years because 1971 is the time they played this first ODI. So in that time, 80 plus years, they decided to make changes. And at that point, there was absolutely no question about who's supposed to play because they pick up the same team which was supposed to play in that test, and they decided to give something back to the fans. So they came out and played this game. But eventually, the difference came out. And after the World Cup came out in 1975, the things has changed because now they decided to go for that uh, format to win this game. And it happened is only, we don't see much difference between uh, first four World Cup, I believe that everyone played normal game the way they used to play in the test, including some little bit of aggression from certain players, but they did not change their style of play, if I have to say my opinion. But if you look at the first 1996 World Cup, where the things change, because of the limited fielders outside, the most successful team in that World Cup was the Sri Lanka. Because they had this Jay Surya, and uh, he's a teammate who came to come, uh, yeah, Kalu Vitarna. Those two guys came out and they started swinging the bat from ball one because they don't have the outside fielders. Everybody's in 30. So they take aerial routes, hitting hard. So now the things change. And later on, we have seen like New Zealand, Australia, Pakistan, India, everyone started following this thing to take that one take. So what happened here now, because of the format needs change, as the time goes on, the players decided to take the different approach to score runs. That has nothing changed. It's a game demand that everyone must score the run. But the game also demands quickly runs because you don't have much time. By the time comes T20, you have the same players, same format, same power play. So now the gears are changed because battles are always looking for finding a new way to score. And because of that, we see a lot of innovation in Q20 version. Players are playing all kinds of strokes, including reverse sweep. And those all things came because of the game demand. Better has to find a way to score the runs. So because of that, it's impossible for many players to fit in all three formats. And nowadays, if you look at it, there are specialists. Any country you go, you will see four or five guys are much fitter in test match than ODI or T20. When ODI comes, they have another four or five guys who can replace those test guys, and they are better specialists at the ODI. And when it goes to the T20, it's a completely different world. So what happened here, nowadays what we look at it is about 30 to 40 players in a international circuit for any country, they are playing these three different versions because some of them are only good and comfortable with that format. Thank you. Uh, Coach, uh, Leon, 
Any questions or? Yes, yes, I have. Coach, they feel setting, right? I notice there is no need or very rarely do you see a captain will have a slipping place. And sometimes you see digging in the slips. Now, can you give us a typical, a typical field setting for uh, one day or T20 field inside? Well, there's nothing much change. Test is the same thing. Even today, we see the test match. They have the standard slip filters. We call it cordon filters. Close yes. by filter, like if there's a short leg, right? There's a very pretty standard. Baller bowls and they usually taking back at the boundary. So usually it's a fine leg, third man. Those are the position for the ballers to have the rest. That's a part of the test. So the captain has a little bit easier job when it comes to test. When I say easier means it's not about uh, he got relief, but he has a less work to do in field to set up or adjust the fielders. That's how that works in the test. When it comes to the ODI, things go a little bit different. But when it comes to the T20, that challenge is a huge because every ball is important. Every ball can change the complete result of that game. And because of that, and then two more other things is the baller's capability. And number three is how the battles are attacking based on the fielding arrangement or positions and the baller's plot. And because of that, the captain has to be on their shoes every second. When things changes, they have to make adjustments. So it's a more work to do for captain in T20 than the test. Mm. Oh. Okay. Okay. I, I have a follow-up question, but follow up to that because we feel threatened in terms of of this, the the circle now. Who keeps who keeps account for the number of players outside or inside the the circle? Oh, normally it's outfielders who are, I will say, any team has a couple of specialists or a good fielder who are too good in outfield. Mm-hmm. And those are the standard. And they usually the most important part when you set up the field. Captain need to know who's supposed to be out and how many need to be out of 30 mm-hmm. yards. Same thing the keeper does and the same thing at the baller does. And uh, I think it's uh, not a huge uh, deal. If you go and make a mistake, you might end up being called a no-ball by empire. So empire is counting them too. So there are various ways to do it. But mm-hmm. the most important part, everyone is responsible rather than uh, any individual who is counting heads and who needs to be out and who needs to be inside. It's the entire team's responsibility. And finally, do you, do you, th- you think any it will go worldwide being ticketed like what is introduced in the CPL? You mean the red card? Oh, the red card. No, red card. I doubt it. <laughs> this, this does not make sense to me. This does not make sense to me. Yes, because uh, in my opinion, let's take it this way. I'm not in uh, uh, any power position to change this thing. It, the game has to decide. But to be honest, 
I'm definitely did not like this rule at all. And if I have to, I will let it go. There are other ways to do these things rather than giving the hardship. At the youth coaching, we normally say if the player is at fault or if the player makes mistake, they're supposed not to be treated with the hardship, right? The penalties or anything you do to fix it is not supposed to be the hard, strict situation. So it's a, they have to revisit this thing. Uh, I know they are doing their way, and there is a money involved. There is a penalty in a financial terms. But for the game side, I will say, why don't they follow the U.S. sports? Like the Major League Baseball, don't have that time, stop at time. They don't say that inning need to be completed in this certain time, right? They go over it. There is a overtime. Soccer is the same thing. They have play, but they keep continue, right? So either you have to uh, control the time or you control the number of overs. So in my opinion, I prefer the time. I will say let it go. If the first team is not able to complete, let's say, uh, they are only ball 18 overs, I call it off. They're supposed not to get two more uh, overs. After the 18 overs, they are done because time is over. And yes. the next team can get the full 20 overs in the same yes. amount of time. If you are batting second, the first team bowls at 20 overs in time means they maintain the discipline. If the second team is not able to uh, finish bowling of that many overs, right? Penalize them the other way. Thank you, Coach. Well, thank, thank you. I see that. We've been joined by... Uh, uh, no, no. Virgil is, is not going to be with us yet. He's, okay. He's, All right. thank he's you. listening, though. Coach, he's listening. Yes. Coach, how important is players' mindset in making professional cricket a lifetime career? That's a huge... And it definitely starts with the one thing which I always consider is the biggest thing is the intent, the purpose for what you're doing, right? That, that is the key. We discussed, I think, last weekend for the whole show as intent. Intent needs to be clear. And that is what it decides your mindset, how you want to achieve those goals, what you're going to need it to achieve those goals. And if you stick with it, then it goes last. The good players, the legendary players, are maintained that intent very clear and keep it for a long time. They don't change around that intent. Where nowadays what we see, players are coming with a different intent, and when they don't see opportunities or chances, they normally change the intent. So that is a huge setback, and this intent is definitely affect their mindset. And because of that, the mindfulness becomes more important to understand what you're trying to achieve, what you have set for the goal, what is your intent, what it takes to get it done, your desire, right, your hungriness. These are all falls in a place. And because of that, uh, I will say if somebody looking at the long career, then they need to have the proper mindset. We start with the. Form intent. 
Okay. Coach, we have a number of uh, panelists on, and I want to open it to see if anyone has any question. If not, I will continue. Any of our panelists have any questions for Coach? Audley has just joined us. Yeah. Good evening. Yeah, Good evening, good evening, um, Dennis. Good evening, all my fellow panelists. But uh, I, I don't know what subject you're discussing, so I. We're discussing. Just joining. I'm just uh, joining in. So. Okay. It's we're discussing coaching and training in general. Anyway, you can uh, you know chew on that one for now. Coach, okay. Do you emphasize a coaching philosophy for each format of cricket? Yes, it's a coaching, as I just told you on a few minutes back. It depends on the challenges, depends on the war zone, depends on the needs of the games. The coaching needs to be changed. And uh, we have seen until now, majority of the international team has a one coach, and they are coaching all three formats, uh, like India, right? Currently, they have Raul Dravid. They are coaching. So what uh, they normally do, just like the players, they have to swing the, switch the gears to be in that faster version. Coach has to do the same way. It's all about helping the players to do better or to do best in the proper format. And because of that, the coaching style and coaching type and whatever the coaching related issues is definitely changed. Depends on the version of the game. Coach, based on your, on your experience, is it important and necessary for coaching staff to utilize a vision, mission statement, and plan for each season? It uh, depends. This is like a little bit, uh, can be confusing. Depends on the age. Uh, if it is a youth cricket, then yes, vision mission is important for the team. At the same time, we can say that the international team or national team need to have a both. But immediately after that, for the coaches side, the things change. Youth is more about coaching, not much mentoring. Where at the higher level or at the mature level or the, when the age is catching up, under 19 and above, then I will say it becomes more of a mentoring and less coaching. And because of this, it definitely impacts how you proceed with the players. But at the end of the day, the coach is a, just a helper, I call it. The coach's job is all about helping players or the players in the team to achieve their goals. And on that side, I can clearly say that this vision and mission are normally set for the club or team or something like that. Players don't have vision and mission. Players usually have the goals and dreams in their mind to achieve or to support that vision and mission which team or organization is carrying. So that's a huge difference there. And usually the coaches go, normally they call it one-on-one coaching or one-on-one mentoring or 
talking one-on-one. Even at the international, you might have seen a lot of time coaches only talking one player at a time, right? You, you, the reason for that, every player has a different dream. Every player has a, a different goal. There is a different, uh, I call it, uh, abilities and capabilities. And what they're trying to do, put together, is to find out what the player needs or how we can improve. And the bottom line always stays that, just like we say in a coaching, keep learning new things while improving existing knowledge. Same thing with the players. And that is where vision and mission is maybe a one statement. But when it comes to the coaching and training, it needs to be in a progressive manner to make sure that players are understanding and not just maintain the level they are performing, but find always the way to improve it. And that is the side, on coaching side, we call it get the best or get the most out of the player. That is the bottom line. Okay. Um, I have a question here. Go ahead. Yes, I heard I heard you mention something about um different coaches for uh different formats. And I previously held the view that that should be the way things you know should be going. But um just looking at um at India today. India is, they are number 1 in all three formats. And um it's the same coach who's the coach in all three formats. So therefore, I would have to change my view a little, um, but also say it depends on the coach because it's not all coach is as versatile as, as Javid, you know, who would have been able to coach all three formats and have the expertise in, in doing that. So um, as I say, I changed my position a bit, but it all um, up to the coach, who the coach is, and if they can really do all three formats. That, that's just my, my expression. Okay. I agree uh, with you, but you have to understand this uh, T20 world started in 2008, and it is the new trend. We don't have that many specialist coaches in the T20 world. India mm-hmm. is a fortunate that they have Rahul Dravid, who has played all formats. Just like mm-hmm. Virat Kohli did, mm-hmm. MS Dhoni did, Sachin Tendulkar did not. If you look at the Sachin's record in T20, you're going to find out. He has not played that much. So the point comes here. The coaches need to be expert with some experience. That is the bottom line, right? Expertise mm-hmm. comes maybe from your training, certifications. You learn from somebody. Expertise is not a big deal. You can gain from so many different ways. But the experience only comes if you are being involved in that format, right? And that is the huge advantage India has. But at the same time, do you think the Chetyaswar Pujara, who only plays tests in India, can be a good coach in T20? I don't think so. That's why I'm saying it depends on the coach. Exactly. So that's the zero experience, Mm -hmm. right? So what happens here is, at this point, because of the shortage of coaches at that level, believe it or not, shortage of coaches at this level, they are still sticking with 
whatever the best possible coach out there right coach's coach's job is not easy i will say right if if you have the national coach you might have a half dozen or two dozen people wants to grab that but how many are meeting criteria to be qualified coach right so that's the challenge is huge there and believe it or not in a 10 years i believe we're going to have more t20 coaches than the odi and test that is coming now mm-hmm. i okay. agree with that you see there there are multiplicities of um, t20 domestic competition all over the world so therefore you're going to find more coaches popping up from the, for that format Co- coaches are also looking at the T20 version to get more money quicker right if you are a test coach let's say if you are a test coach uh, uh, just let's take the yesterday's example if you are a national coach and committed to two year contract think about it how much money you'll get for covering uh, let's say maybe about 20 test match in two years compared to you just do two CPL games which is takes about 20 games right but the cpl only runs for month and half so think about it the money side time you're going to spend with the team so it is this is a whole thing is changing and believe it or not now there is i have seen coaches are more interested to get the t20 coaching rather than the test match or odi mm-hmm. much shorter the time too Thank you. Time and there's a lot of responsibility because when you take the national contract for national team, you are committed to work with that team year-round. CPL and this T20 format does not need you year-round. They only need you for maybe four weeks uh, at the beginning of that tournament and during the tournament. After that, your job is over. Uh, actually, what I meant, Jensen, is um, the duration of the games. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're not sitting out there for four or five days, you know, you know, picking your fingers and whatever it is, just the duration of the game. So that, that, that's But, like a lot of things are going on. And because of that, we touched this topic today. And uh, thanks for coming out the key concern yeah. now in a world in coaches, coaching world. Coaches are also looking for shortcut and easy jobs. Okay. Dennis, just give me a chance. Give me one minute to say this before Jatin goes, because I've gotten so much rave reviews for the the this this um the coach's corner that I have to tell Jatin is a wonderful job that he's doing and the world is listening and I'm very grateful to be the ones to have him to bring this each and every Sunday. Thank you, Jatin. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um coach, we're about to wrap up this uh section of, of you know this week's uh coach's corner. But before you go, I ask for you to take the last two or three minutes and just give us your uh your take, your views on the upcoming World Cup ODI uh championship yes. as we're about to embark. I know we started as an uh, extensive topic. I don't know if you need to get back. ചേഞ്ചിംഗ് 
And uh, what uh, the main important part now we need to look into is how the coaching works in this, right? A lot of teams, has, almost every team has a very good, talented, potential players who can win the games. But at the end of the day, win the Champions League, you need a team. And who is able to manage, control, and operate team will be the winner. So I'm keeping eye on these uh, five front runners. We can take it uh, India for sure. Then uh, don't uh, count like uh, Australia, England, Pakistan, and uh, New Zealand. These are the five teams I will look for in terms of the coaching and how they set the momentum. But uh, top of that, don't forget the South Africa. They might come out good to begin with, <laughs> as always. Right? Before, before they run out the engine without steam. Right? Okay. So, uh, right. that I will shall come back and talk more yes, about the work. Yes, we, we got right. lots to talk about. Okay. Thank you, Great. Coach, for your insights, your knowledge, and experience. We invite you to join us again next week at the same time, right here on the Cricket Show. There is no doubt that Coach Patel have answers to the questions you have been asking. The question that says, how did he do that? Or why did he do that? Maybe you will say, I am going to do that next time. So once again, thank you so much, Coach. We look forward to your um, joining us again in a few minutes from now. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Leon, back to you. Yes, indeed. Well, give praise to JT and something that we have forgotten. We have forgotten to give praise to Trinidad and Tobago. They're independence. They don't call it independence. They call it something else. Republic Day. That's gone. Republic Day. We're going to bring in Audley. Audley to give us his inside edge and we can siphon it. Okay, I thought you were going to give us some of the David Rudder there. Okay, no problem. Okay, let me give you. If you want it, I'll give it. A little bit. you the inside edge for a day okay ladies we are not left we are not leaving out the ladies as of course they are very prominent on our show here mm-hmm. presently going through the laws of the game okay <laughs> so um the first um 
ladies to take the first wicket, um, a wicket to the first ball in the T20 format, mm. okay? The lady, T20 format. And it's Chloe Tryon. She's from South Africa. Mm. And the victim was Stephanie Taylor of the West Indies. Mm. And this was in Bass Trees, right? 2010. So Chloe Tryon from South Africa took the first the, uh, the wicket to the first ball in her career in T20. She okay. is the, the, the leader where that's going. Only three have done it so far. Two other ladies from the United States, but she is the outright winner. Cleo <laughs> Trayon from the South Africa getting Stephanie Taylor in 2010. And that's it, the inside edge for the day. And um, you're going to give me our, just go straight into the air. Oh, yes. yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, in the background. In the background. Yeah, we can hear the, the music for the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Take it away. This is the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's the time of the evening when we take a look in our cricket and fraternity. And when we say happy birthday or happy anniversary or the time of the evening where you can give us a call, 515-605-9850, 515-605-9850. And as we go along, an occasional footnote, Yep, from time to time. Okay, but let's take a look in the um, look and see uh, who else is celebrating birthday today away from cricketers. Um, today, 39th President of the United States, Jimmy Carter, he mm. celebrated his 99th birthday. Today, he's 99. Wow. Uh, long live Jimmy wow. Carter, yes. yes. He's a real humanitarian. You know, he goes around and builds houses with Habitat for Humanity and, you know, a real, real um, good guy, right? So he's 99. I heard he's not wow. going to win now. He's, he's in hospice, um, but he made 99. Okay. Um, the other, we have Julie Andrews. Remember Julie Andrews? So hands mm-hmm. full of sugar makes the medicine go down. <laughs> you know, Mary Poppins? She, she yeah. is 88. She's 88 wow. today. 88. Uh, Theresa May, former Prime Minister of Britain, she's 67 today. Um, the old veteran Walter Matthew, actor, you know, he he died for a good while now. He was born 1920. George Peppard, we remember him from the 18, was born 1928. And the former president, 26th president of Liberia, George Weir, he's 57 today. And we have the first Prime Minister of Pakistan, Lakwit Ali Khan. Yeah, he was born way back in 1895. And there's a song, if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your ears. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott McKenzie, yeah. Scott McKenzie, he was one of those one-hit wonders. That's his only hit. If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear flowers in your ears. He was born back in 1939. And back home, um, right here, Mark McGuire, remember the battle with Sammy Soso in the home run stuff? He's mm-hmm. 60 today. Last but not least, our warrior 
Prime Minister out of Barbados, Mayor Motley. She's celebrating her birthday today. She is 58 years old, Mayor wow. Motley, and the, the warrior who, you know, fights a lot for the Caribbean. Um, she is out of Barbados. She's celebrating her birthday today. And um, let's turn to some cricket now. Said Ahmed. Uh, we have Nashtak Ali, Ashad Perez, Wazran Ahmed, and Asif Ali. Uh, Yuruf Matag, female cricketer, all from Pakistan. Tom Goddard, Roy Booth, Mike Smith, all from England. Japan Patel and Lisa Ramjet from the United States. Alma Hunt and Shimar Brooks, both from Barbados, West Indies. Marie Cornish and Chris Green from Australia. Amit Bandari out of India. Corey Van Zyl from South Africa. We have Saeed Hashad, Heshad from Afghanistan. Uh, for the second, one of my good friends, Scott, is celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday, I mean tomorrow. Happy birthday, Scott, when it comes. And Mahatma Gandhi was born back in 1869. Also, African-American actor Moses Gunn was born way back 1929. Comedian Bud Abbott. And this is a true story now. You know, the comedian Diop Abbott and Castillo? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so after they split, Bud sued Castillo for $222,000. That way back, that was a whole lot. That was like millions and millions of days. Mm-hmm. And just like, just like in the show, Leon, Bud mm-hmm. um, Abbott Castillo dropped dead from heart attack. Mm-hmm. And that's a true story. Exactly yeah. what happened. When he heard how much he was sued for... Just like how it would collapse in the movie, it just dropped dead from heart attack. Uh, oh, good, good. Okay. All right. Don, Donna's niece, Nyan Richard, also will be having a birthday that day. So back to cricket. Francis Warner, he was born in Trinidad and Tobago, but he played for England. Alan Wells, Tom Cat, and Jeff Hillman, all from England. Plum Lewis and Justin Kemp from South Africa. Tom Moody. Uh, John Lumsden and Matt Nicholas from Australia. Banduri Kondoran, which keeper out of India, Parif Kumar as well, Praveen Kumar, fast bowler. Robert Anderson from New Zealand. Uh, we have Nicholas Poran from Trinidad Tobago, Inus Lewis from Antigua, Barbuda. And um, for the third, we have late... Great Hopeton Lewis. We played a lot of his music here. He was a secular singer until he was converted and sings strictly gospel music. He died, he was born 1947, died um, 2014, the 4th of September. Golfer Fred Couples, the man with the smoothest swing. Only close to him is the big easy Ernie Els. And the Reverend Al Sharpton, today he turns um, and that day, rather, um, the, the third, he will be 69 years old, Reverend Al Shafton. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ray Linden, Robbie Langer, Ben Lafton, all from Australia, Johnny Briggs, Sarah Collier, and Kate Cross from England, 
Gary Troop, Hanaru from New Zealand, Errol Hunt from Trinidad and Tobago, West Indies, William Leng from South Africa, Bernard Schultz from Namibia, Ian Holland from Scotland, and Gatteran Singh from the United States. For the fourth, Reg, uh, Reg Parks, Basil de Oliveira, and Chris Jordan. Of course, Oliveira was born in South Africa. Remember the controversy um, with the apartheid set up when he was to go back to South Africa that they would not accept him and big trouble. Chris Jordan out of Barbados, but he plays, of course, for England. George Stripe, Adam Vogus, and um, Michelle Swimpton, all from Australia. David Brand, Wellington Masakaza from Zimbabwe. David Pickney, was born in South Africa, playing for, was born in Zimbabwe, played for some Arslan. Adel Makram also. And um, we have Aklia Dayanja from Sri Lanka, Amir Hanif, and Shabab Khan from Pakistan, Rahit Pant from India. For the fifth, Delroy Wilson out of Jamaica. He was a little boy wonder, nicknamed Sagglehead, a great singer. He died in 1995, was born 1948. And also, a big anniversary coming up, Simon's sister, mm. Elena, and uh, her husband, Edwin. Yes, Edwin and Elena Trotman. They'll be celebrating, Leon, they are just after 50 mark. They'll celebrate <laughs> their 49th wedding anniversary. So that's a big thing. One more for the 50 mark. But congratulations to you guys. Congratulations on the 5th of October. They'll be celebrating their 49th wedding anniversary. Ooh. Okay, back to cricket. Elena Smith, Jimmy Brings, and Hugh Morris from England. Robert Bob Culper, yeah, first cricketer to score a triple century in Australia. He's also Australian. Anthony Ian Dubmade. And uh, we have Graham Fatima from Pakistan. Uh, from Bangladesh, we have... Has uh, let me leave that one alone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't want to get this up. Uh, Derek, from New Zealand, we have Derek Sterling. Sterling Ian Strenner from Scotland. Hilton Gordon from Jamaica. And Shabbil Ismail, the, the um, female fast bowler from South Africa. Okay, for the six, we have a... C.J. Green from Antigua Barbuda, the sprinter out of Antigua Barbuda. C.J. Green, yes, C.J. Green. And from Jamaica, we have another sprinter, Michael Freighter, uh, many times gold medalist in the relays, not 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 uh, not the, the single one, but relays. So mm -hmm. back to cricket: George Brown, Victor Banton, Morris Nicholas. Tony Gregg, Anthony McGraw, and Chris Kofi, all from England. From Australia, Les Farrell, Richie Benou, Murray Bennett, Elsie Valindi, Valindi, female cricketer. From, from West Indies, Ryan King out of Guyana, and Ian Allen from St. Vincent, Mon Mokel from South Africa, and Sanjay Rawal from India. And finally, 
This Saturday will be big, 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 big anniversary. I can just hear it now on, on the Saturday morning entertainment promo. Our own Donna Brown will be celebrating her birthday. Donna, whoa, Donna, whoa, Donna. Whoa. Yeah, Donna will yeah. be celebrating her birthday, 7th of October. And you know what? She can always remember the West Indies ladies won the first T20 World Cup 2012 on her birthday. Remember that, Donna? Remember that one. So happy birthday when you come. We know the big thing will be coming up for you. Okay. Of course so, um, I remember that. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. No, I mean, just remember that the West Indies won, the, 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 the woman won 2012 on your birthday. I know you can't forget the birthday, Dan, Dan. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, we'll come back to you. So um, Victor Trumper Jr., Colin Quest, Graham Yollop. All from Australia, Louis Tancred, Henry Tabor, and Sester Stoop, female cricketer from Aust- from South Africa. Charles Jack Russell out of England, the first Englishman to score two separate centuries in the same test match. Remember that, Jack Russell, first to score two separate centuries in two in the same test match. And he scored 140 and 111. Rohan Mustafa from the United Arab Emirates, Dwayne Bravo from the West Indies, and Zaire Khan from England, Salman Butt from, from Pakistan, Sanjeeva De Silva out of Sri Lanka, Amy Statistrate, female cricketer out of New Zealand, along with Hayley Jensen, also female cricketer from out of New Zealand. So back to you. Happy birthday, Donna. Happy oh, birthday, Donna. Happy birthday. We have a oh, song yeah. lineup for her, man. I have a pretty song lineup for her. Yeah, Thank you. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to play this for Donna. Let's break, break the concentration a little bit early. Play this one for Donna. Yes, of course. Of course.
Well, fortunately, she hasn't left us. She's still with us. So from now on, I'm going to call her Donna Rose. Donna Rose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Dana. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine. Okay, just so, one I, I, I want the deer. I want the deer. Okay, go ahead, Leander. No, what you'll be here. Go ahead. No, I was just uh, appealing to the folks who usually help us along the way financially to make their contribution to us, our funds. The number for you to send or the address for you to send the contribution is to the Cricket Show, INC, P.O. Box 1139, Crawfordville, Florida, 32326. The address again is P.O. Box 1139, Crawfordville, Florida, 32326. Of course, the Cricket Show, INC. And we'll be glad for any contribution. No amount is too large, nor do we refuse the ones which are smaller. So we appreciate you, those who have sent to us in the past, and we hope that it will continue to support us. Any others from you, Dennis? Um, Audley, anything else from you? Cause... Uh, yes, I have, I have two. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Okay, so... Bring them in. Okay, so my cousin um, lives... Somewhere, somewhere in New York. I'm not quite sure. 
Um, but she'll be celebrating on the 4th. Joan Housen, that's, mm-hmm. that's her name. She'll be celebrating on the 4th. And a friend of mine, Javis Mendez, she'll be celebrating oh, on the 6th. Oh, gosh. So um, that's, 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 that's my tool that, that, that I have for this week. Okay, in case no other um, persons are on to, to make their contribution to the birthday hour, we're going to play this song. This one is a real one. High mass. I'm sure you guys
Yeah, one more song. Audley. No, no, wait, wait a moment. No, no. Say a little piece of this, Dennis. Just put down. has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Join us next Sunday, just about 7 o'clock, God willing, when we are going to do it all over again. We also want to say, hey, each one tell one about the cricket show. We'll be here. We are here on Sundays from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. So spread the news. So listen next week. Once again, we'll we present the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, gentlemen. Okay, good. Shake it away, oh, Dennis. Dennis. No, Dennis. 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 Yes, thank you. So, it looks like Brother Bob has a good backup singer in on the one of the panelists among us. <laughs> he will make a, a note. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for focus on the laws of cricket. Today's Law to the umpires presented by Hyacinth Christian. Morning, Hyacinth. Okay, thank you. Hello, everyone, and good evening. 
tonight we continue our presentation on the laws of cricket, focusing in particular on Law 2, the umpires. In many club cricket matches around the world, the umpire is the last one to be selected for the team. And not unusually, the umpire is the default selection. That is, the umpire is always the player considered to be the least skilled of the team 11, a player with the least to contribute to runs, wickets, and fielding department. Yet, the reality is that the umpire is the most important chain that drives the game. In the many formats of modern-day cricket matches, umpires are professionals of the highest skills, training, and integrity. Many umpires are former retired cricket players who have been rigorously trained, tested, and groomed to the highest standards. The use of cameras and video playback technology is widely used in professional matches to assist with the decision-making processes. Players from either team may now request a video review of the umpire's decision and judgment. Currently, the review action is all limited, but this too will likely change. There are two umpires, and except for very urgent and serious incidents, once appointed, the umpires may not be changed. However, in our professional matches, a reserved umpire is now a standard feature of the game. The duties of the umpire are many, and Law 2 is detailed and expansive. The first of these duties includes meeting with the team captains to obtain a list of their nominated players, supervising the coin toss for the start of the match while agreeing it to the hours of play and other match conditions. Before the commencement of the play, certainly at club-level cricket, the wickets, crease markings, and boundaries must be checked for correctly positioned and accuracy. This is usually unnecessary in professional matches. The weight and size of cricket ball is regulated for boys, girls, men, and women are set in the laws and equally important is a check of the implements and equipments for the match. The umpire has a responsibility to ensure, to enforce, and to be the judge of fair and unfair play, including confirming that the playing area is suitable and free of obstructions that may create a danger to the players. Note here 
that playing with a wet ball and wet grass is not considered dangerous or unreasonable. However, slippery ground that prevents the bowlers, batters, and fielders from getting a good foothold, thus slipping and sliding, is dangerous. And the umpires, after discussing, may suspend play. After suspension of play, Law 2 requires <laughs> that the umpires must continuously check the conditions and declare when it is safe to resume. If the match is of two innings each side, the umpires must change ends at the completion of the first innings. An umpire's decision is considered final, but in all matches, a decision may be changed if the umpire believes that an error was made. The decision must be made promptly before the batter has left the field of play. Note, however, that in professional matches with cameras and video playback reviews, the umpire's decision is revocable. After video reviews has confirmed that an error was made by the given decision. If in, in field sports, such as football, a whistle is used on the on-field referee to signal an infringement. In cricket, the umpires use hand signals and gestures to the scorers to confirm on-field decisions, such as penalties against either the team and, importantly, to confirm dead ball situations due to an on-field injury when runs are scored by by as buys, wide ball, wide ball bold, no ball bold, or boundary runs scored. The hand signal is important when the umpires are revoking a call or indicating short runs. The umpires' decisions, while obvious to on-field players, are pointedly directed to the scorers situated outside the field of play. Laws of Cricket Code requires that while play is in progress, any player leaving or returning to the field of play must first inform and obtain the umpire's consent to do so. Finally, at the end of the match, the umpire's decision, the umpires must verify the scores and the result before signing the score sheet. This duty is keeping a correct run tally is usually most troubling at club level matches due to lack of a properly trained scorer. And so it is not unusual 
for some umpires to keep their own unofficial run tally to clear up an anticipated run total dispute. Always remember that the role of an umpire is crucial. A reputation once tarnished through errors, neglect, or lack of knowledge of the law of cricket or partiality will find it very hard to repair that reputation in or outside of the game. This is the end of my presentation. This presentation was quite comprehensive and gave us a better understanding of the umpire's role and integrity whilst officiating in the game of cricket. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned more about an umpire's, the role of an umpire. This is Law 2. Thank you. Comprehensive. Oh. Comprehensive indeed. Hey, hey. Bravo, 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 bravo. And you are listening to The Cricket Show. To join us, call 1-515-605-9850 or... Yeah, bravo, bravo, bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Tremendous. The ladies are doing wonders. <laughs> yes. We are learning. We are Thank you very much. You didn't know they had so much work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Aysen. I'll see you, Aysen. And at the, end you. Of that, at the end of that presentation, I will just remind our listeners and panelists that next week we will have focus on the laws of cricket, Law 3, and that will be present. That will be laws three and laws four together, uh, because wow. some laws are short. <laughs> yeah, short. Yeah, very some, short. Some laws, some laws are short, That's... so we have combined two laws. So next okay. week it will be laws three and four, which will be presented by Donna Brown, or is it Donna Rose? Donna. Donna Rose Brown. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Thank you. Yes. Okay. As we say, when I'm back to the cricket action. Folks, we're going to be talking about the end of the CPL. And at the end of that, an 11 was selected. Uh, do we have Virgil with us? Virgil? No, he said he would come in when he can, but he might fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, the end of the tournament, uh, a panel of judges were... Yes, I'm... ...were summoned... Select the team, and the team is as follows. Saim Abe Ob from the Guyana Amazon Warriors. Brandon King. Sarah Hope in that order. Nicholas Puran. Kyron Pollard. Azari Joseph. David Victorious. And Imran Tahir. Have a given there? That- that's, that's not 11. That's not 11. Yes, that's 11. They cut off part of this tournament. 
Pollard, yes. Yeah, he, I don't think he was he was really fitting. I mean, but whom would you put in his place? Or whom would you put in his place? You certainly never to look at him. You can't, can't put Powell. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. What, um, what the 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 um oh the fellow who played uh, in the minor leagues and in the the major league in, in, over here and captain the uh, oh, Taylor. Stephen Taylor? No, Taylor. No, 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 no. The 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 former West Indian player, not Allen. He goes Allen and um, he plays for the oh. in the IPL now. So he hit from Barbados. Yeah, I, I'm not sure uh, if he's but he might have been Jamaican. The 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 fellow he scored a lot of runs. Uh, King is in it, you know. Brandon King is in. He's no, no, in it. Brandon no, no. King. Yeah. Not, not King. Oh. But for, no, no, the former West Indian player who no longer plays uh, oh, T20, but he hit the four sixes off of um, Stokes to win the World Cup. Oh, Carlos, Carlos, Carlos Buffett, no. Carlos, he got no, not not Buffett. He didn't figure match. prominently in, in the in in the CPL. Oh, okay. In the major league, no. I, I'm sorry, but his name escapes me right now. But he was the captain of the Los Angeles um, Major League team. This is the guy who flew. I think he's he's from he's, South Africa. No, no, he, he's a West Indian. I'm not sure which. No, Rutherford no, is from Guyana. Guyana. No, not Rutherford. No, no, this guy is not he's well known Rob by. Powell. You're not no, 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 former, former, former player who's a star in the oh, IPL. Former player, along with former player with Alan. Along Alan? With, um, is it Alan? No, no, Alan, not Alan, the other one. I think he's a West. Yeah, Russell, he's Russell, 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 Russell is the guy I would play. Yeah, Ooh, I would okay. play Russell instead of Pollard. Okay. Yeah, much of a much. Well, he also played some much crucial much. innings, not very long much in much the much 40s much. and stuff like that. But, but yeah, be, because of the time he's coming in, you know, where, where he's needed to score some quick runs. Yeah, he did that. Yes, yes. Don't know if he has anything to contribute to the with the CPL team that was selected by the panel of um, judges. Coach, he's back. Yeah, did you hear the team that was selected for the CPL? And did you have any comments? I don't know. Okay, let's okay. turn our attention to the ICC World Cup. And that is something of a challenge for us, okay? The World Cup starts the 5th of October. And the... Uh, uh, it will go until the 19th of November. And it's a one-day international competition. Round robin for the first set of play, uh, matches. And then the knockout stages. And it's going to be played in India. There are 10 teams and 48 matches. Um, we're going to start with the... Let's start with the... Matches? They, uh, you you want to give me the warm-up matches if you have them all? I have some, but not all. 
Well, if you have the well, money, uh-huh. why don't you do that to me? But you know, in, the meantime, have... in the meantime, why, why are you looking up? That I can give the folks the, the um, history of the winning team from the commencement. In 1975, West Indies were the champion. They defeated Australia by 17 runs. West Indies made 291 for eight. And Australia were bowled out with 274. Giving West Indies victory by some 17 runs. 1979. You can't, you can't say that without mentioning those run out by subject. Oh, oh, yes. Those were crucial. In 1979, West Indies won again, 286 for nine, and England were dismissed for 194. West Indies won by 92. Then on 1983, India won by 43 runs. India batted first, scored 183. West Indies, 140. And in those days, right, in those days, the matches, the duration was 60 overs. Then in 1987, Australia won by some seven runs. They defeated England, who made 246 for eight, and they in turn made 253 for five. They, England won that by seven runs. That was a close encounter. In 1992, Pakistan won 296 for 249 for six, as opposed to Pakistan 227. Although they won by 22 runs, that is Pakistan I winning by Pakistan twice. Mm-hmm. No, um, okay. They just named the winner. The, the name, the winner was Pakistan. Mm-hmm. They made 249 for six. 249 for six, and England 227. Pakistan won by 22 runs. Okay? So, 1996, Sri Lanka won. They scored 245 for three against Australia, who made 241. Sri Lanka won by seven wickets. In 1999, notice it's only three years. Somebody got to tell us why there was only three years span. Australia won. But one one year one year was cancelled. That something happened and yeah. um, it I was think, so it, well, yeah. Was it postponed, so, yeah. Postponed. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. Timing situation. Timing. Right? It was what? Timing. Timing situation. Like if you have to play the World Cup in Australia or India, you are uh, going to let's say Australia season is what uh, December to February, right? Okay. Yeah. So if but it was postponed. June, July. Right, same thing in Caribbean. So that was a uh, situation of the year between 96 and 99. 96 was South Asia, when 99 was, I believe, South Africa or England. So it's not a full four years. Not a full four years. So in that year, 1999, Australia won. They made 133 for two, as opposed to in. Um, Pakistan, Pakistan, 132. So they're by the second. Australia winning there by eight wickets. In 2003, Australia, they won 359 for two. India, 234. 
the Australia won by 125. In 2007, Australia 281 for four, they beat Sri Lanka 215 for eight by 53 runs. In 2011, that was in the Western Israel, no, 2000, yeah, 11, 2011, mm-hmm. India. Nope. 2011, India. 2007 was West Indies. 2011 was 2000, India. No, 2000, India, right? 274. Well, you leave out 2007. You leave out 2007. I call it. Australia, 281 for four, as opposed to Sri Lanka, 2015 for eight. Australia winning there by 53 runs. That was in the West Indies, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in 2011, <laughs> India, they won, they made 277 for four, India 276. So 274 for six, India winning by, now India won because India made 277 for four, Sri Lanka made 274 for six. India won that by six wickets. And 2015, Australia won 86 for three. New Zealand won 83. Australia win by seven wickets. And finally, 2019, England. Who can forget the England, New Zealand? England won. New Zealand made it 241 for eight. England were bowled out. New Zealand were not bowled out. The 241 for eight, but the match went to what? The super double super over, double super over, and England won by what? Boundary count, boundary count. Any comments? Boundary count. <laughs> That's <England>? so sad. <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, New Zealand should have won that encounter. What say your coach? He then made more, made the same amount of runs than New Zealand should have been given that trophy. Yes, yes. But, yeah, but the rule, but because the rules were changed, once once it was like that, because it, when they say look who who, who lost who have lost the, the most wickets, well, um, well, keep, it would have been keep, keep going super over till you got a clear winner then. <laughs> you to need me, a clear to winner. Me, I, I ain't like this stupidness about boundary boundary count and them nonsense there. You <laughs> mean <laughs> England won because of the off the field uh, rules? They can't oh, beat New Zealand on field. But Donna, if, if if you go out to toss, right, and you win the toss, who, who has the choice to bat? Who has the first choice? They they probably the won the toss. They choose whether they want to Okay. All right. Let me see who is here. We have Simon joining us, but we want to say hello to Simon. Simon, we into the super. Upcoming and a very good evening to you. Hello to the folks here. Good evening to you, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to say good evening to each and everyone, starting with the President Leon, and and we also have Cardinal Dennis, if he's with us. Oddly, I'm hoping with us. Don, I heard you, Murtrice, Virgil, Mr. Patel, Jetno, Ivo, Mr. McKenzie. 
and all our faithful listeners all over the world. I hope everyone is safe. Had a wonderful week last week, and we're looking for a much better week this week. Right. See. So. And also, Leon, Simon, call my name. Go ahead. And you forget Murchis' name? You, you, you. you no, I said. I, no, no, she didn't. He didn't forget. I said oh. I love to say my name. Yes, yes. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to leave anyone out. I don't want to leave anyone out. You want to say, you have to say her name again. Just say her name again. She wants you to say her name again. We want to yeah. Just remind you, we're in the, we're in the Lawrence Yagaro <laughs> hour. Just remind you, we're in the Lawrence Yagaro hour. down October 14, it will be jam-packed, 135,000 capacity, tickets sold out. Wow. Okay. India, wow. Pakistan. <laughs> One okay. Oh, a question I want to ask you, Jekin. Was that stadium built to commemorate the victory of India in 1983? No. Okay. I can tell you the history. It was a uh, other stadium in the city where I played a lot of games, but after the World Cup, they occupied this land and built this stadium named under the Sardar Patel Stadium. Mm -hmm. And then recently, just before the corona in 2019, they renovated and upgraded this stadium to maximum capacity. So this is like a same town. We have two different names. But it uh, all happened uh, after the World Cup for sure. But uh, this particular stage, they took it because of the capacity of crowd in IPL. Okay. There are 10 stadiums which are involved, and some of the names I don't know, but, you know. But this one is the largest. And it was, like Jatin said, it was sold out, I'm sure. But I would love to, to go there one day. If if Jatin carry me in his um, suitcase, right? I can as long as you take my airline ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I I can be your coolie boy. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we talked about we talked about previously about the the, the um, prize money. Anybody don't remember that? Simon, how much do winner gets from this tournament? Do you remember? No, 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 no. So sorry about that. Four million dollars. Four million dollars. I think total, total, total is a ten million altogether 10 million, for yes. the entire tournament. We talk about it, but mm -hmm. going forward, India has right now thirty-four international stadiums. None of the country has it, 34? and they pick this top ten based on the capacity, their uh, international event management. So it's a really heavy competition. And they shortlisted these 10 major stadiums, but all of them are big, really big. 
and you can expect the heavy crowd coming out for these games. Can I can I say something? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, for India that have over a billion people, um, they, that 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 stadium really you deserve to have a lot of stadium. Only one thing as yep. I want to say, I remember the last time, I think when the World Cup, um, some people were celebrating in, in India and they were arrested. So I just hope the government keep his nose out of the international cricket and let cricket be the winner because every country is going to have their flag fly. When the country win, they're going to wave it. When the country don't win, they're going to have their flag at the side. So I just hope everything is just being because, you know, your flag does identify everybody and I just hope everything goes good for this World Cup and just make cricket be the winner so the spectators all over the world can enjoy themselves, especially those that at the game. Because that's why these games are sell out, that people just want to go there to represent um, their own. You know, so I just hope everything goes good for that. There will be a lot of restrictions for the fans. world has changed. I recently attended with Leon that India-West Indies games in Florida. And for the fan side, it was a strict restriction not to even carry a more than one bottle. So this is like uh, safety rules are is in place, and this is a global event. And I believe it will be a lot of restriction. And uh, what they allow, it will be the bare minimum to be in the stadium, I can say. Mm-hmm. You know, but that, Jensen, this... Jensen, waving a flag, uh, waving a flag shouldn't, shouldn't be uh, uh, restricted. You, you're, you're just representing the country you're from. So hopefully, I'm so not it, saying it, it is yeah. already, but yeah, I'm they saying no, that it's not They cannot restrict that. They cannot restrict that. I know that, but if, if they do for safety reasons, then the all flags need to go out, not just one country. The, 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 you know? the only thing they will do if you carry a uh, stick with the flag, but the flag by soccer, itself is different. Soccer did it. The soccer did it in last FIFA. Soccer did it in last FIFA. They only allowed the flag with about one feet long rubber handle. That's it. Yes. That's yes, all yes, right. Yes, yes, That's all right. No problem. Yes. Don't ban the flag. I mean, it is global event, so they will have proper planning in place yeah, for safety. Yeah, it's a stick. It's a stick that they have yeah. a problem with. They say as long as it's yeah. not more than two feet. If it's more than two feet, no. But it's a stick that they have a problem with. So the flag itself by itself is fine. Flag is like a shirt. You put it over your. The sun is hot. You put it over your head, though. So. <laughs> Leon, I do have a question now. Go ahead. Like he's speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, coach, you know they've started the warm-up matches, and we noticed I think three of those warm-up matches were either washed out or badly affected by the weather, mainly rain. And I'm wondering if you have any uh, sort of far-sighted or near-sighted um, intelligence you can share with us regarding what we might expect for weather for between now and the end of the tournament. And going back to that um, security information there, note that the first warm-up match between uh, Pakistan and New Zealand was played behind closed door, no spectators. And the reason for that was because there was some other festival taking place in, in around that same time. And the uh, uh, authorities felt that they didn't have sufficient um, law enforcement to police that as well as the, the cricket match. 
So, but going back to my question, can you give us any insight as to what we might expect weather-wise for for this tournament, Coach? It will be uncertain for sure because uh, India's weather has been changed. In my initial 26 years in India, I never seen a rain after uh, September, we call it. Right now, they have a heavy rain going on, almost one-third of the India at this point. So, lately, weather is uncertain. And because of that, any game in the southern part of India will be the risk. The weather will be there. Top of that, this is a kind of season switching over between monsoon and uh, winter. So, that's a due. So any night game, you expect the due. So there is a lot of things going to happen. But uh, overall, majority of games should go clearly without any weather issue. Are there, are there provisions for weather-affected matches other than the usual uh, one point or so on? No. Yeah, that Extra is the day. case in a round robin because each team is going to play against every other country. And because okay, of good. that situation, we are going back to the format of 1992 World Cup when uh, Australia and New Zealand hosted the same format. Each country has to play every other country before they decide two semifinals. So it's, it's like a round robin don't have anything, but I believe the semifinal and final, they are keeping the day. Well, who, who decides on the format to be played each year? Is it a committee? Is it the host country? Or is it the group? I think it's in ICC control, that situation, as a global body to decide. Host has to follow the format, whatever is decided by the international governing body. So why do they use different playing, you know, round robins or uh, group tables? You know, why do they decide, you know, what's the rationale for the difference? I'm not sure, but like England is always, uh, if you look at all World Cup in England, they always go by the two groups. That's what we have seen, right? And then uh, South Africa and there's one other uh, World Cup, I believe, they came out with the super stage. means you play first round against uh, certain uh, group teams. And once you are at top two, you are going super six, super eight kind of thing. And on top of that... Uh, until now, we don't have the standard structure like the FIFA has in football world. Like sometimes you see 10 teams. I think one point they had 16 teams. Then they cut down. So it is like a very hard to say what format and how many number of teams they are stick with it. But unfortunately, because of that, the game is not growing in terms of the number of teams. We are losing teams, actually. If you look at the first World Cup, we one had a team from East Africa. In my mm -hmm. like uh, late 90s, we had a team from Kenya, right? We have Zimbabwe. Now these are the obsolete. Not only that, for this particular year, we don't have even West Indies in the consideration. So do you think that the, the, the World Cup ODI numbers of teams involved should be increased? But the next, the next 2024 is 2020. If you if you want to globalize. What we call it globalized, they need to learn from the mm -hmm. other games. Strictly their competitors, the football. Football, 
Until now, they used to put 32 teams from all over the world in eight groups. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2026, yes. when the FIFA comes to North America, which is the Mexico, U.S., and Canada, majority of the games will be played in USA, and this will be the world's largest sporting event with 48 teams. So for the cricket, I will say they need to raise the bar, need to bring more teams. And we just seen in last World Cup in uh, women's soccer, the teams from Morocco and from other countries came out so powerful. So it's not about uh, uh, assuming that these are the growing uh, country or upcoming teams, so they cannot be good enough. You never know what talent they have until you bring them to the competition. That is true. I agree with that. Yeah. But everybody knows that there are 10 teams involved, right? Afghanistan, Australia, Bangladesh, England, India, Netherlands, New Zealand, Pakistan, South Africa, and Sri Lanka. And no West Indies. Any comments? Can we know that for sure? West Indies is not there. It's Ireland. I know West Indies is not there. Zimbabwe, Canada, and Kenya are all gone. Yes. Can you give my first? Can you give my first comment? I think what happened? Why all those rain is coming in India? Because yes. I think all the in, all the billion Indians crying because West Indies is not there. So that's why I have all the rains over there. <laughs> no, 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 sir. It's all beginning in the 1996 World Cup when the West Indies lost to Kenya, if you recall. Yes. That yes. was the oh, downfall yeah. of West Indies started, and India celebrated that because they were playing in India in Pune. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we need to have more teams in the World Cup, man, because you, you R- give Ru- different rumor, countries. Rumor, yeah. Ha- yeah. rumor has it that the West Indians were out very late the night before doing what? I won't say. No, because, because, they, because they took, they took um, um, Kenya. What, was it Kenya? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, lightly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows the first match starts when? On Thursday? The fifth. The fifth of October. Yes, sir. Leon, before we talk about the first match, what about the first opening match between Pakistan and New Zealand, does that tell us or give us any indication of what we could possibly have in store? If you recall no. that step, man. No, but it's like if you if you look at it, if you look at it, mm-hmm. New Zealand is always strong contender, right? If the injuries doesn't bother them, then I'm expecting they'll do well because they have everything they need for this format. Pakistan is all always they start slow, don't expect to do well in the beginning. But they do bounce back and come back really strong. So more the time you give them, more the tournament progresses, they can come out really strong. And that's the beauty. Not only that, that's the uncertainty. They're living with it. And New Zealand was disappointed in last World Cup. So overall, I will say that both teams are really a strong contender this year. But New Zealand has been runner-up for the past two World Cups, you know. The past two World Cups, they were running up the like, the like Guyana, Amazon Warriors. <laughs> they were bridesmaids. So they need to, they need to learn. When you say Guyana, they might be the smaller. These are men, so you have to say, you have to say, the best man are goons, man. 
when when you take when you take half dozen tournaments to win championship means you are slow learner if you have made mistake you should have learned from first mistake not repeating yeah by time for them to win nobody anybody very wants to to pick a winner at this point before the tournament starts but leon before we even before we even go there leon we should comment on those innings from the usual duo of Pakistan, Azam and Rizwan, because it appears that when Azam and Rizwan produce, Pakistan do very well. Mm-hmm. You know, however, the innings from uh, the New Zealanders, that is uh, Ravindra and Kane Williamson and Daryl Mitchell, Unbelievable, chasing 345. Mm-hmm. New Zealand actually came back to win with balls to spare. Or, Plenty you know, balls. But that, lots of balls. Folks, folks that is, is warm-up matches you're talking about, right? Yes, the warm-up matches, Leon. Yeah, well, you know, something... I don't count the warm-up matches. That I don't give a lot of... Uh, and, Credence and that, you know, it's a big thing when they ground hit. Why not, Leon? Why not, Leon? Well, you know, sometimes you don't give your all. So long as they know that you have been. I think those guys are taking the warm-up matches seriously because it's an indication of what to come. They can't go there. I know maybe they don't want to, you know, they go down and get injuries because before the they, they main matches start. Exactly. Then they are going up, they are going out there mm-hmm. to put on a show still. And then, uh, you know, they, they, I don't think they're going out there to just get run over like how, like the way um, New Zealand destroy the, 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 the Pakistani bowlers to, you know, tear them to shreds. I, I don't. I don't think they plan that. I don't think they take that take that lightly. So I think it's a big indication that New Zealand is going to be big trouble as usual in the World Cup, and Pakistan will have to pull up the the bootstring. Yeah. yeah. Remember, and, remember and one reason. Remember one reason. Remember one reason in the warm up game, you got to try out. You can't play your best players all the time because you want them out. So you're trying out all the exactly. different yeah. players on the team. With the ball mm-hmm. on, so that's why some of those um, games come down like that. But I mean, that's why you got that's why you got out there. But they're trying out all in different options doing those. Right, games. I agree with you. I agree. Let me see who is on. Okay, nobody else is on yet. See if anybody's Look at it this way. Um, if you look at the Pakistan eleven, it looks to me like this is likely to be their team, and they perform adequately in the batting area but of course the New Zealand 11 also was probably definitely looks like it could well be they were playing their best 11 because they were playing Pakistan New Zealand were playing their best 11 because you know they're playing no we're talking about the warm-up game right but I don't hear you guys really really talking about the 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 AWS are uh, whipping that um, Trinidad gate from oh, well, the guy in the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, so I really, really want to hear about the, 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 the beating. 
We did. Yeah. Yes. We did. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. But, oh, yeah. but, but you know something? I heard. I heard. I heard. Like I sent you something that was an incident that happened after the um after the game. But it didn't surprise me to that team because I think they think they. I heard in the truth that anything like that happened. So I don't hear much people talk about it. That would have been all over the headlines. It was reported mm. that nothing came of it. It doesn't seem as if. I, I saw them when they, took, they got the medal, but I didn't see when they took off the medal. The, the medal were put around in the head. Yeah, nobody would see because remember the camera is not on them, but people there people at the game would see that. So. Yeah. Well, well, Virgil, you you could be disappointed, you know, reaching that far, and you know everybody was looking for the Red Brigades to, you know, pull it off. Well, uh, you know, expect that to finish. A lot of people listen for for Ghana to listen uh, to be runner up again. So if if after if after you get your your medal and and then you you walk up before them. And you feel like taking it off. I don't think that that should, if that's yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. I don't, okay. I don't think that should be a big thing. Well, if you, you might say that then guys don't do that in other competitions. Yeah, well, some people... I, I don't see that a big thing. Oh. Well, that's for you, for you. Probably for you, but for those people, look, they, 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 you know, they, 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 if they refuse to go up and accept the medal, then exactly. you'll you, you bring the anvil yeah, down. And what I'm saying, as, as I said, that is your opinion about it should not be a big yep, thing. But yep, yep. them over there, for the that's prime my, minister or the president, they was a, most likely people think that they disrespect him. That's the whole thing. So you <laughs> might think that way, but I mean... I, I don't know why they would think that way. Okay, you know, who, I, who I, I don't see any big who, thing in it. Who did it this way? If they had win and they had a goal, they would not. They would not take it off the neck like that. Of course, they, they would not. They're winners. They wouldn't. No, they but, wouldn't. But, but that, when that, disappointed, that, but that, disappointed. That, you take your medal and you take it off. But that is my point. That you're the winner. You don't take it off. But because I come second place, you take it off. Guy like it, you feel yes. embarrassed or something like yes, that. You're no, it shouldn't be because and you, yeah. I know what that means, Virgil. That means the people who are playing it are passionate and they are very disappointed. No, so they, no, 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 no. That, that, that that's not playing passion. No, 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 no. That's not playing passion. No. Uh, as I that said before, like if they refuse no, to take the medal, like you're above, that's you're above everybody else and you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't lose a game. That's the whole thing. Cause you, of course, because you have to think you're the best. Like why do you think Muhammad Ali? Why do you think Muhammad Ali used to just beat his opponent like that? <laughs> From he started to talk and talk, the man thing, they come in the ring with a fear. You yeah. have to think you're the best yeah, if you're going you know, to do something. But you have to go that with that intention, you're the best. Put it this way. You shouldn't be in the competition mm. then if you think if you think that you're supposed to win at all times. So you shouldn't be in the competition because you think that nobody can beat you. But now, now somebody beat you just like, I mean... That little disrespect what you're doing there. You might think it's not disrespect, but to those people, to those people in Guyana, that was the thing that was disrespectful. You understand? Virgil, so, Virgil, I mean, Virgil you, don't, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be the best to think you are the best. No. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to be necessarily the best, but you have to think you are the best, and that's how you have to go in the well, competition. Yeah, and they were think that way, but what I'm saying, and they, they're at, disappointed. The, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Guyanese people think that was disrespectful for what they did. 
and that's the whole bottom line because they're the ones that matter. Not me and you. Not me and you, but they're the ones that matter. Archer, 
and then um, you know cause trouble you know, for the team. I can give you quickly um, England's in England 15. It's oh I just turned the page. England England Joe Butler is the captain. Moin Ali, Gus Atkinson. I have not heard of him much. Johnny Besto, Harry Brook. He who was lucky he came in after the team was selected but not given to ICC. Sam Curran, Leon Livingston, David Mallon, Adil Rashid, Joe Root, Ben Stokes came back. He came out of retirement. Reese Topley, David Willey, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood. The young Barbadian player who he used to play for England, he's not in consideration at all. And we have more. Hi, more. No, the Barbadian guy who passed me. Chris Jordan? Chris Jordan. Yes. He's not in any contention. No, Archer. Archer is he's, not. He's, he's no, Jordan is mostly being used now in the T20 setup. T20 setup, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I, because he, he has a birthday, um, I, I think, tomorrow. And I was looking at his, at his role. You know, he played about either eight or six test matches and, and, and mostly ODIs and T20. But nowadays, he's mostly been used in the T20 because he's a very good fielder, very good catcher. And stuff like that, you know, so, you know, it been more used better. Five of England, England squad have played over 100 T20 ODI matches. Five. Wow. Experience. Talk about yeah. experience. And, and anybody wants to hear about India side now? I'm glad that Ashwin oh. gets I'm glad that Ashwin gets included. And believe in me. I like Ashwin. I don't know... I don't mind what you say. Uh, that's Ashwin my boy. That's my yes. boy. Ashwin, man. Ashwin and, and the danger. They have to, in my level, if I'm going to pick an English side. I don't mind all the new guys you have. They think, say I'm not right. They think am I right or wrong? No, no. It's like uh, one of the good uh, options they pick up. Because uh, in West Indies, when they bring Dr. Patel, he did well in a batting. It's okay. Mm-hmm but unfortunately did not go well in a bowling. And uh, top of that, I believe you don't need the three leg spinners in a team. So this is a good choice to have us win. And uh, you playing home, he's too strong on home pitches against mm-hmm. the visiting teams all his life. And that's a huge advantage. And because of his height and variations, he can be a trouble on turning tracks for any team. So quickly, the, the squad for India, Roy Sharma, Hardik Pandya, the vice-captain, captain and vice-captain. Um, Ashwin, Ashwin, Ravindra Ashwin, Jasik Bumra, he's going to be a handful. Subman Gill, um, Ira, Ravindra Deja, um, Ishan, Ishan. People, Virat Kohli, Kale Rahul, Mohammed Shami, Mohammed Siraj, Siddhul Tucker, Kundeep Yadav, and so Kama Yadav. India has some funny names, but one player I missed out there, 
When the one when this guy comes back from illness, the people fan. You know what happened at the trouble if he comes back and strike pumped. Yeah, if he comes back. He's on recovery and I I don't think he'll be up until uh, next summer. Until next summer. Okay. Any concerns about any team before we move on? Uh, just just wanna say just wanna say I'm really happy for Kaldizi Adab. Because he oh, has been yeah. in and out of the side. There's yes. the leg spinner called the Biadab. Um, mm-hmm. Even the last test match that he played in, he was the player of the match. And then for the ne- very next test match, he was omitted. So mm-hmm. um, he has been in and out and he has proven many times when he's given the opportunity to be a match winner. So I'm happy that he was included, but I'm sorry that Chalal did not make it this time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're the legs, you know. um, But that's how somebody have to with the abundance of talent. India ran into a problem with too much good players, and it's mm-hmm. a good problem. Right. Okay. Any concerns about any other team, any other player? Any? And do you want to know, as uh, Simon, any questions for the World Cup? You know where the World Cup is going to be played? No, not really. Not really. Question to you. Where is the World Cup going to play? Uh, I think it's supposed to be in India. Okay. Right. Right answer. Right answer. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Le- Leon, one one question. I think with with time and sister having an anniversary. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Friday. Yes, sister. Why don't you yes. tell us about sister... Sister, um, and how much anniversary? El- what anniversary? Yeah, Eleanor, Eleanor, and Todman. Eleanor and her husband, Mr. Todman. Yeah. Simon? Yeah, they're doing very well. They're, I, I they're, they're, they're going to be 50 years married. Yes, Could and um, they, they received it my card already. But I said, um, I'll leave it for next week, Sunday, since Friday is such a way, long way off from today. We'll okay. do that next right. Sunday. All right. Yeah, okay, good. So we'll bring, we'll celebrate them next week, but in the meantime, we, we will celebrate them too. We'll tell them we haven't forgotten them. Oddly, kindly reminded us early. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and it will be the 49th. The yes, the 49th. Yeah, he's, uh, yes, uh, Oddly is, should be known as the walking computer. <laughs> he has all no, the, no, it's my book. It's my book. <laughs> You keep them in the computer. <laughs> any other concerns or anything that you want to come in with? Jetin, anything new that we can add for this? Jetin, how much it is to go to India? <laughs> and the ticket? I believe right now it's about $1,800 round trip. $1,800. On, only that? Only that. Only, only that. And after mm-hmm. that, you got to deal with that 1.4 billion crowd when you walk on the street. <laughs> not, not just that. Then you have to go and pay. You have to pay for the for for hotels and then transportation, transportation. back and forth. And right yeah. now, if you're targeting if you're targeting India Pakistan game in uh, Ahmedabad, I forget about that. Looking at 25 lakh, which is about uh, 2,500 dollars minimum. Hmm. All motels are booked, so you need the two-night stay. It's gonna cost you at least fifteen hundred dollars right there. Hmm. 
They jack up the price because they know that a lot of foreigners will come and enjoy Supply and demand. They know yes, that. Yes, they know the Supply importance and demand, of the game. So there was a scandal months and half back because the motels raised their price and they don't have that many motels like U.S., okay? So that's a bad thing. But what happened when they run out the motels in area, especially from my community, they started booking the hospital. Asking the doctor to stay two nights, night before the game and night after the game, and you do the physical checkup, and I'll give you the hospital room and your fees. How nice is that? It's better than motel. Wow. <laughs> well, I know a friend who did that in, in New York. I mean, if you stay in a motel, if you stay in a motel, you have to do everything on your own. Yes. When you stay in a hospital, at least you have a nurse stand by to do anything you like or need something. <laughs> well, uh, I heard what I heard, gentlemen uh, and ladies, of course, um, is that some some people, you know, like taking care of the parents, and they have parties to attend, like Friday, Saturday night. They check the parents in the hospital, and they're gone. They, whatever, and then when they finish do whatever they come and check out and, and, and check out the parents. They are not mm-hmm. sick but they don't you know, feel that like they are burdened. They, they want to go and do the it, stuff. It, they take them to the hospital over the weekend. Yeah. It, it, it's all a smart idea. They're trying to find every possible way to make money or get going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the World Cup? We know it's going to... Where will we get it in Virgin? Um, Jatin, I know I'll get it on Willow. Anywhere, anybody else can know anywhere you can, if the Western is carried on their YouTube channel? Or the... There will be. There will be. We'll find out now this week, as soon as the World Cup, uh, there will be a, uh, what do you call, information about which countries you can watch on what uh, TV channels like that, you know, and I'll find out. But before I forget, I'd like to tell all panelists and our friends and listeners, if you want to join next Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be live. It will be the video streaming on Cricket Show. It will be on YouTube and Facebook. And in order to join, I will send you the link. You can join the Zoom link. And that Zoom will be recorded live from Hartford, Connecticut, 43rd induction ceremony. And then you will also have opportunity to be present virtually in that event. That uh, scheduled date for my Lifetime Achievement Award with the Cricket Hall of Fame. And we will have plenty of other Hall of Famers available in the hall. And we plan to make some conversation during that event and the Dennis will be anchoring the zoom video calls from his office in Los Angeles and everyone else we will send you the invitation so you can join if not for the whole show you can just stop by say hi hello and uh, maybe come out for just good time to enjoy unfortunately I could have offered you uh, drinks and dinner both <laughs> but in order to do that, you have to be present there, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, well, if somebody wants to come out, the drinks and dinner on me. Mm. <laughs> okay. I hear you. 
hear you. So I'm asking you, what date? Sorry, I was on mute. What date is that? The fifth. No, no. What, what did you get? Saturday. Seventh. Seventh of October. This Saturday. Seventh of October. Saturday. Seventh oh, okay, p.m. This Saturday. Mm -hmm. Okay. This Saturday. Yes. And the yes. event uh, will uh, be concluded by 9:30 or 10. Looks like we have 20 people going in that ceremony to be inducted and some other awards. But that is what we're trying to cover live on our cricket show, video side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm and you can be on video. Now, you can be on video if you join the Zoom. I will set up the Zoom meeting. Zoom, Zoom. And uh, Dennis will anchor. And then eventually, uh, whoever has the link, they can join the show live. Yeah. And you can, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, quickly. Just one All question. right, gentlemen. So. Go, go ahead, ahead go because ahead. you have been asking if it is anything. Um, yes. When you're finished, can oh, I do some? Yes. Can I do some approaching? Some approaching milestones. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm. All right. Well, where Test cricket is concerned, some approaching milestones. Tim mm. Saudi from New Zealand. He currently needs only 24 runs to score 2,000 runs in Test cricket. We more know him as a bowler, but um, become an, an all-rounder more. Um, Michelle Stark. Also, he only needs 20 runs to be to join the 2,000 club in 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 Test cricket. Nathan Lyons need only four wickets to join the 500 clubs wickets in the wicket column with 500 club. Nathan Lyons from Australia, of mm -hmm. course. Um, um, our our friend here, Mr. Ashwin, he needs about 13 or 14, and he has played almost 30 Test matches less than Lyons to also achieve the 500 club when it comes to test cricket. Ben Stokes need just three wickets, three more wickets to join the 200 club um, wickets in test cricket. In ODIs, Sean Williams from Zimbabwe, he needs 14 runs to join the 5,000 club. Steve Smith needs 20 runs to join the 500 club in ODIs as well. And Mohamed Mamadullah also, he needs 52 runs to join the 500 club. Shea Hope, oh, Shea Hope, needs just 60 more runs to join the 5,000 club when it comes to runs. And Nicholas Foran needs another 17 runs to join the 2,000 club. So mm -hmm. that's where I leave this. Next week, I'll give you some more approaching mm -hmm. And there was some confusion about where the final for the 2024 will be played with the two in the the finals of the 2024 ICC World Cup finals has not been decided yet. Uh, although contrary to what Conde Riley is saying that he has gotten permission or gotten information that Barbados will be the host for the final. It has not been decided on yet. But yeah, and we know that there are going to be 20 teams involved in the 2024 ICC World Cup. And news that Puran will be joining the Super Giants team in South Africa SAT20, folks. And just to remind the folks also that the full match schedule for the England Tour of the West Indies uh, is out, starts December the 3rd, 
and will go until the 21st, 21st of December. So look out for that. We'll bring you up to date with any information that we that come to hand. Any questions? Any questions from Simon? Leon? Yes. Today is the final of the minor league championship. It's, it's available. It's being broadcast live on their the major league minor league cricket major league cricket YouTube channel. That's mm-hmm. the final, and it's currently uh, ongoing. After three, oh, after seven overs, the Dallas Mustangs are currently 29 runs for the loss of three wickets after seven overs. So it obviously started at uh, seven o'clock and it obviously has some time to go. So by the time this cricket show is over, people can join in or tune in to the Major League, Minor League YouTube channel to watch the final of the Minor League. It should be another exciting thing. Two new teams this year playing in the final. So that's the latest on that one. Okay. One, one little one little thing here, gentlemen. If I did say 500 for Steve Smith, I meant 5,000. Yes. I, I was going right. to say that to you, too. Yes, I know. I know okay, 5,000. I heard it, too, but I didn't say anything. Okay. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. We, we, we started to, to wind down. We started to, started can, to I, can, wind I, can I just come in there with something? Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, the most electrifying, powerful, Biggest man in cricket. If you can smell what the Rakim is playing next, he will be playing in the Bangladesh Premier League. Thank you. Okay. Well, we look forward. Did you did you, did you tell him that 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 Cornwall got two 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 uh, awards? At the end. At the conclusion of the CPL? Yeah. The hardest, biggest, the biggest 611 meter, and the other one was. Um, trademark trademark celebration. Trademark celebration with the back. Being oh, yes. Oh, trademark <laughs> celebration. Yes. Okay. And the biggest hit. Six. <laughs> I, so, I, I, I heard. I, heard, I had I to tell him. I'm glad bike. for him, and I'm proud of him, and I just. Make it, and, I just tell him to make his bat and his ball do the talking when he go there. And then he said, we have seen the dropping of the mic, but we have never mm-hmm. seen before the dropping of the bat like that. Oh. And Dennis <laughs> and Dennis said, man, Dennis said, and Holder didn't get any. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing here, guys, one thing here, guys. I don't know if you touched on it before I came in. Uh, is the, the death of Zimbabwean cricket Heat Street? I don't, I don't know if you guys... No, we didn't yes. touch it. He said a couple yes. weeks ago that he was very sick. No, so. Yes, and he died. Yes, yes. No, we yes. And, um, yes. and just another thing. He is the only bowler from Zimbabwe to, to have taken over 100 wickets in test cricket. So he has taken 216 test wickets. And the, the nearest to him was R.W. Price, uh, 80 wickets. Mm. And and strong with seventy wickets, so you know he was far and way way ahead of anybody. 
216 wickets. Only bowler from Zimbabwe to have taken over 100 wickets in test cricket. In test cricket. Okay. And then it was reported earlier that four four players were were, were charged with Eight, 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 eight players from the Emirates Cricket Board have been brought up on charges of anti-corruption code. Eight players, mm. including players, co- or team owners, um, coach, and others. Eight of them have been on charge for corruption fixing matches, attempting to fix matches, accepting bribes, and so on and so forth. But, uh, Leon, I have a well, question yeah. directed directed at, um, oddly, he probably remembers this. Did the Cricket West Indies not have a 50 overs match earlier this year? Tournament? Yes, sir. Yes, I, I think they had they had a 50 over tournament. Yes, right. Well, I, I was not there. I believe mean, well, well, is, is not involved in the uh, World Cup, and the space is open. The players, it wouldn't hurt to do it at the time. Because the next, mm-hmm. the next statement for Audley is that CWI have announced a new eight-team Super League format to start October through November. So mm. it's, a, it's like CPL Part 2 or CPL Mark 2 beginning uh, October to run T20 or 50 overs. They said Super League 50 overs. Okay, 50 Super League 50 overs, okay. Like CG United 50 overs, it's another mm-hmm. Mark 2 version, I think. And that's why I'm confused because I thought they had this originally. But I mean, the space was there because of the World Cup. No player from the West Indies is involved. So why have them idle? They can play too. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, it's just true. that they didn't advertise it as. No, I think it came after the fact. After the fact that they were not involved, they do that, so to speak, and yeah, bring some. Bring some give some guys a chance to perform. Any other questions before we close up? I think your your final thoughts. You came from far and did a wonderful job. And <laughs> just you. want to say, just want to say thank you and good night to everyone. It's been very very interesting, learning mm-hmm. quite a lot. And thank you mm-hmm. all very much. Have a wonderful evening and a good week. Take care. God bless. God bless. How about you, Virgil? Yeah, coming up on Thursday, looking for the start of the electrifying 50-over World Cup. Wishing all in team all the best. And looking forward for the first match on Thursday. Good night to each and every one of you. And looking forward again to talk to you again next week. Okay, wonderful. Donna, your final thoughts, Donna? Yes, I just want to say, as usual, good show. Enjoyed every bit of it. And I do look forward to my birthday on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Time for presentation. Thank you guys for all of the songs and all the accolades that have been given to me. Have a good night and week, everyone. Yes, indeed. We enjoyed your dancing, Jordana. We enjoyed yes. your dancing. We saw you through the, <laughs> the radio. Much as yes. your, yes. your final thoughts, I don't know if we can have sleep, but she's very Yes, skilled. once again, once again, great show. Thanks for joining us. And join us again, God's willing. And in the meantime, have a good evening, good night. And a very productive week. Mm-hmm. Good night. Jenny, you final thoughts. Good night to you, Merchis. Good night as well. Final thoughts, Simon. Yes, I just want to say it was a wonderful show. Show yet came on later. But mm-hmm. um, I hope everyone had a wonderful week last week. And I'm hoping for a much better week this week. Hope everyone is safe, and we'll be back here next week Sunday on the Cricket Show from 6 to 9. Have a wonderful week, all. Thank you. Good night. Good night, good night. How about you, Mordi? Okay, okay. I, I did say, I did say, we're talking, asking about the T20 cricket, and uh, we have to remember, I was reminded that um, the T20 can only, no other T20 regional tournament can be fair away from the IPL. We can have T20 local um, mm. thing going on, but no, no regional. And um, I heard it from the horse's mouth also that Saturday will be for Donna. The Saturday morning for inter- um, mm-hmm. entertainment program will be for Donna. All right? Mm-hmm. So you, 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 know, you know who I'm getting it from. Live and direct. Right. Okay. So wonderful to be here this evening once again, and um, look forward to the joining next week, God willing. And just want to let you know, have a great week, and uh, let you know that peace does not come, doesn't mean it is absent from the storm, but peace is found in the present of God Almighty. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for all the all presentation. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's yeah. say um, for the for the best inspirational hour and the awesomest entertainment, join the Caribbean Global Voices at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caribbean Global Voices. You can reach them to join in at one five six three nine nine nine. 3693. Saturdays, 9 a.m. through midday. The awesomest entertainment is the Caribbean Global Voices. Join them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you. Um, I think, for your presentation. And we look forward to uh, joining you joining us next week, Donna and Mertris, on the top for the following weeks. Yes, thank you. Thank everybody. Three degrees. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.